Hello, and welcome to episode one of the To Be Blunt podcast, the cannabis podcast for marketers. My name is Shada Tarabi, and I'm going to be your host for this conversation. I'm kicking this show off by sharing my story today. I think it's a necessary place to dive in because it's going to help lay the foundation for how this podcast came to be and what you can expect to gain by tuning in every week. By the way, we are now live across all platforms. So whether you listen on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or somewhere else, thank you so much for tuning in today. And please go hit subscribe or follow so you can be notified when new episodes get released. And a kind reminder, I really want to create a dialogue with you. So please reach out with your questions, thoughts, or stories because we can all learn from each other. So I really just want to hear as much from you as you'll end up hearing from me. And especially in this industry, there is so much new information and misinformation. And my hope is by sharing, we can start to speak the same language when it comes to understanding cannabis as it's related to marketing. So with formalities out of the way, let's kick off the To Be Blunt podcast, episode one. I'm so excited that you guys are here with me today. This is a really fun opportunity for me to be getting in front of you on a podcast. I never thought I would be launching a podcast, let alone a podcast on cannabis and marketing, but 2020 seems to be the year of possibilities, so here we are. Who is Shada Tarabi? Shada Tarabi is a born and raised Austinite, first of all. I am the oldest daughter of three girls. And I love cannabis. I grew up in a suburb of Austin to Mike and Jennifer Tarabi. Now, my dad is a first-generation Iranian immigrant. He came to America when he was just 16 years old, and the war broke out in Iran, and my dad never went back. So I've had the privilege of growing up the daughter of an Iranian immigrant, and very much appreciate the Persian culture as well as the Middle Eastern culture. And I think for me, a big takeaway is the community and the family orientedness that comes from growing up with that culture. Now, my mom is a European descent American We're probably, gosh, like a fifth or sixth generation Texan. So super proud to be Texan. And my mom is the kind of woman who wants you to just live your truth. And so I'm really fortunate that I grew up in that environment. I grew up really close to my family. We definitely had a lot of differing opinions and conversations over the years, but ultimately when I was in high school and college and really getting exposed to, you know, cannabis and alcohol and especially growing up in Austin, live music capital of the world, 
it was just another thing for me to go through. And so I think when you're a teenager and you get exposed to things that your parents probably don't want you to get exposed to, it's hard to, one, trust them at the time, and two, really see what opportunity exists out of that exposure. You know, like I think if you would have asked me at 17 if I could professionally work in cannabis, I, I mean, it wasn't even, marijuana wasn't legal and it just wasn't even something on my radar that I thought I could ever exist doing. But I did love marketing. So while I was dabbling in cannabis in high school and college, just by hanging out with, you know, my friends, going to rock shows, I was also really passionate about marketing. I had a radio show in college. I had multiple blogs. I was creating a lot of content. I used to interview bands for a music blog I was running when I was in college and just really love to create. I think I've always been a creator. And so I went to college and I got a degree in marketing and communications. And again, just to kind of keep you picturing this narrative, it's like I grew up in an environment that said I could grow up to be anything. And I didn't know that anything literally meant cannabis, but I did go the traditional route, went to college, got a degree. For me, I think it's really important to acknowledge not everybody always loves what they get a degree in or ends up going into their industry of choice. For me, I loved marketing and I found myself really excelling in my courses and that passion ultimately led to me getting a few internships in the music industry because I really wanted to work in live music. That was kind of my first love. And I was really fortunate to get an internship with a leading music festival company called C3 Presents. They put on ACL Festival, Austin City Limits, Lollapalooza, and operate a bunch of venues here in Austin. And so I did that for a couple of months and years and ultimately ended up graduating with a degree in marketing and communications. And when it was time to get a job, I of course wanted to work in music because that's what I was exposed to and it was fun, it was exciting, it was cool to be in live music. But the world had other plans for me. And so I ended up getting hired at this tech company. It was not sexy by any means. I mean, if I'm being honest right now, if I say the words, WordPress hosting. I don't think anybody got any sexy vibes because WordPress hosting and hosting in general is not sexy. But at the time, it was a really cool opportunity for me because I joined this startup. They basically, I met them at an event and they had a sign that said, do you know WordPress? And because I had dabbled with blogs in the past and my blogs happened to be WordPress, I was like, okay, I know WordPress. I want a job. I'm about to graduate. Like, let's go, let's go to work. And so I joined a company called WP Engine. I was their 13th employee and I ended up growing with WP Engine over the course of six years. So when I first joined, I was employee 13. And by the time I exited, the company had over 650 employees Offices in Austin, Texas, San Antonio, San Francisco, London. They had just opened an Australian office. They had an office in Ireland. And 
my job over those six years varied and ranged a lot and changed a lot, but I always did marketing. So I originally joined the company as office manager. I also hadn't quite yet graduated college yet. So there was about four months where I said yes to working for this company. They let me work part time while I was finishing getting my degree. And then when I came on full time, they opened up and let me move into a marketing role. So I went from office management to event marketing and I was our event manager for about three and a half years and I loved it. It was a wild ride. I was in my early 20s. I was at this startup company that was growing really fast and being really disruptive in WordPress and I was getting to travel all over the world really getting to build WP Engine's brand in these different communities, connecting with our customers, connecting with our partners, connecting with other brands in our space, and really helping to elevate and champion WordPress. So it was while I was at WP Engine that I started to build my personal brand. So I remember being at this conference and I I knew all these people. I, the WordPress community is a global online-based community, and WordPress, for those of you who don't know, is a content management system, and they're responsible for the majority of websites on the internet today are WordPress. So WordPress originally started out as a blogging platform. It evolved into a content management system, and now some of the world's leading brands like Microsoft, like Campbell's, like Restart CBD, my brand, are hosted and built on WordPress. So when I was at the company, I remember being at this conference and I saw everybody else public speaking and I never thought like, ooh, that could be me one day. And it took a lot of other people kind of showing me the road that was unfolding before me before I started actually taking that step forward. But I'm saying this because depending on where you are in your life, I think there's always an opportunity to grow from it. And so it's it's just the practice of moving. It's the choice of not standing still. It's the decision to put work in to try something new. And I will never forget the first time that I actually submitted a speaking topic and got accepted to speak. I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin of all places and I was speaking on marketing and community building because that's what I've always known and loved and cared about. And I remember getting off the stage after my talk was over and everybody in the crowd was smiling and asking me questions and connecting with me. And it was like all the ums and forgotten thoughts that I didn't say out loud or mess ups that I had didn't matter because I was speaking my truth. And I'm so grateful for the encouragement of my friends and coworkers at the time who pushed me into public speaking because now I public speak a lot. And I've transitioned from public speaking in the WordPress space to now speaking in the cannabis and CBD and hemp space. But I wouldn't have started if someone didn't encourage me to get started. If I didn't see 
myself on stage. And I think imposter syndrome is really real and it's something that I combat all the time. But you are the expert the moment you say you're the expert. So for me, I was a marketer. I was creating WP Engine's brand, but I didn't feel like I could talk about that for some reason. And it literally took someone tapping me on the shoulder being like, you not only can talk about it, you can excel at this conversation. You can bring people together. So it was really exciting and uplifting for me when I first started getting into public speaking because now I know that I love doing it. But at the time, it was definitely something scary and I didn't see myself being a part of a stage or communicating to people in that way. So... Grateful to WP Engine because it really gave me a front row seat to watching a really successful business be built from the ground up and also gave me the opportunity to wear many different marketing hats. So while I was event manager, I also got to do brand building. I got to do design work. I did social media marketing. I did digital. I built landing pages. I wrote content for our blog. I produced swag and stickers and collateral and I organized different events and meetups and public spoke a lot. And also in the time of being at WP Engine, I launched my personal brand. So I think there's another really key thing that I want anybody listening is people like to do business with people and anything that you can do to further your voice by creating communities and conversations will only bring people back to your business. And I know not everybody listening wants to public speak or host a podcast or put their face out there, but I hope you're catching some of the strategy of what I'm doing with my content is ultimately to promote my business, which is Restart CBD. And ultimately, my position at Restart CBD is to further promote cannabis and cannabis reformation, both in America and in Texas. So just kind of keep that in mind. There's not a right or wrong way to market. There's obviously many different marketing hats that you could wear It's just what are you good at? What do you want to be doing? And then how do you go execute against that plan and be in action and take those steps moving forward? So while I was launching my personal brand, there's another piece of my story that happened while I was at WP Engine that is really the intersection of where my marketing world collided with my cannabis world. I was walking home from a event as a blogger. So when I launched my personal brand, I originally was a food blogger. (laughs) We used to organize dinners and things for my clients at WP Engine all over. And so I originally just started talking about food. I love food. I love creating community and bringing people together. So I was leaving a food event in Austin one night and I was walking back to my car and I was hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian. I was hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian, and I fractured my pelvis in two places. I was 25 years old. This was November of 2015, and I think at the time, I didn't realize what I would be facing when it came to chronic pain and recovery. I think in the moment, I was very discombobulated and obviously couldn't see what benefit was going to come from this accident either it was like well this sucks like this fucking sucks 
and I had to go through recovery. I couldn't walk for a month post-accident. Thankfully, nothing worse happened other than just fracturing some bones, but it it caused me at a younger age to be confronted with chronic pain in a way that I had never experienced before. So going through recovery, I ended up putting on a lot of weight because I couldn't move my body like I was before the accident. I then had to learn to manage my pain. So I was getting prescription pills. I was getting steroid injections. I was going to physical therapy. And this was like eight months post-accident that was going on. I was like still in chronic pain. And I remember going to the doctor one one afternoon and just like complaining to him like I'm eight months post-accident. I've done everything to recover my body. I've started working out again. I've lost weight. I've changed my diet. I've gotten healthy. And there's still pain in my left hip. And it's the type of pain that you get used to, but you need help managing. And so, of course, I was consuming a ton of cannabis, marijuana, prior to the accident and post-accident. So to me, I didn't ever really see cannabis in the form that I was exposed to, which is high THC, as super medicinal. It definitely helped me sleep. It helped me, you know, cope with the pain. It helped me um, just feel better, like just be zoned out. Some people don't like being stoned. I love being stoned. It was just like my way to relax at the end of the day. And I didn't know what I didn't know about cannabis. So to kind of like confront that, cannabis culture is not what it was six years ago. You know, I think the exposure of things like major publications writing about cannabis and major celebrities talking about it and helping to destigmatize it and people like myself who are coming forward and showing like hey you can be a professional person and like still appreciate this this plant um but at the time it was just like I didn't know what I didn't know nobody was talking about cannabis to this extent there was no you know, test results. There, I didn't know what CBD was. I didn't know what the endocannabinoid system was. Like there were so many things that I just didn't know because all I knew was like getting high and I liked getting high. So insert Jennifer to Robbie, my mom. My mom and my dad, again, because of the lifestyle and the way that my parents, you know, created dialogue in our family we always had a really open relationship and I think because my parents knew that I wasn't really into anything beyond marijuana and cannabis they kind of let me be which I really appreciate in fact I text my dad every now and then and I'm like thank you for letting me be in cannabis because I know that it's really scary I know that it's new and there's a lot of conversations when it comes to how do I approach this to my parents or to my siblings or to my friends or Obviously, if you like cannabis and you live in a not legal state with your employer, there's just like so many different breakdowns to how we talk about cannabis and and what that looks like professionally. And so I'm lucky that my parents were open minded enough to accept and allow my cannabis use, which is what gave my mom the door to start talking to me about CBD. So we as a family got exposed to CBD because my mom introduced it to me as a way to recover from my accident. That was in 
probably like April of 2016. Hemp was not federally legal. Again, people were not talking about CBD. It was not on menus of restaurants and at smoothie and juice shops. And it wasn't in every, you know, major wellness magazine. Like nobody was talking about it. So of course I was naive. I was like, what is CBD mom? And I Googled it and I learned that it is one of over 160 different cannabinoids that exist naturally in both marijuana and hemp. But I didn't know what it was and I assumed because I was consuming marijuana that I was getting hemp. What I now realize is the more THC in a product, the less CBD is in a product. And so mainly the strains that I was getting had high THC and and no CBD. They just they weren't growing or breeding the plants with CBD because of genetics and you can do that. So my mom introduced me to CBD. I literally remember laughing in her face for a couple weeks before I gave in and just decided to take the product. And my mom was sourcing raw materials, so like CBD, you know, distillate essentially from overseas because there wasn't really a market in America because it wasn't illegal, but it wasn't legal for sure. And started making me CBD products. I remember she made me a sublingual oil, a topical, and a vape product because I I vape. I like smoking cannabis. And I just remember like feeling so weird. Like nobody was talking about CBD. There wasn't a ton of research on it. And I didn't know what I was consuming or what was really going to happen to me. But I think my spirit has always been to try things to be open. I guess that's why I really love cannabis. Like I will try different forms of cannabis. I will try different strains. I will try dabs. I will try edibles. Like I want to experience these different consumption methods. And so I'm, you know, like I will always say too, I am a consumer before I'm a business owner. Like I really care about this plant. I'm not here to like market you a podcast or to sell you some CBD. Like I genuinely care about cannabis and I love it and it's worked in my life. And I want other people to have confidence and curiosity to explore this plant to its full potential. So I just started taking CBD because my mom had encouraged me to take CBD. And it took about three weeks of me building it up in my system before I started to notice the pain in my left hip had dissipated. And it was just like, you know when you're like you know what your pain feels like best and when that pain goes away you feel empowered and you feel in control and it was just like so shocking to me that this cannabinoid when taken in higher percentages had these medicinal properties and so I just kept taking it but at the time I was working for somebody else and I could not come forward and say hey CBD help me manage my pain because that would be me admitting I use cannabis and cannabis is not legal in Texas and or at the time cannabis was not legal in Texas so that was 2016 we did not launch restart CBD until 2018 And the reason we launched when we did was not because we saw some big aha opportunity to get into cannabis. It was really, truly like the stars had aligned for me. Here I am, this huge closet cannabis fan. I love marketing. I love branding. I'm an entrepreneur at 
heart. I love creating things. I love tinkering with things. And oh, by the way, I have this personal story of where I use CBD to help me manage my chronic pain. And so my sister, who is probably the yin to my yang, for everything and for every piece of cannabis that I've consumed, my little sister, Sydney, is the opposite. She is a former University of Texas collegiate athlete. She's a current Under Armour sponsored athlete, and she's the co-founder with me at Restart CBD. But before she became the co-worker, before we launched the brand, she really was just watching me kind of play around with CBD. And it wasn't until she started seeing me actually find healing properties with it that she started getting curious. And so now, of course, in 2020, there's so many applications with CBD for recovery, CBD for athletic recovery. There's a lot of athletes coming forward saying they use high CBD products to help them manage their pain and their recovery from their workouts. But I had to convince my sister. She was so, I wouldn't say anti-cannabis in general. She was just anti-cannabis in her body. And so she, rightfully so, was a professional athlete and, you know, Drugs and marijuana have certain stigmas around them. And so it was just a family thing. It was just a family thing that we enjoyed CBD and I enjoyed other types of cannabis and that was that. And I was working for another company. I ended up leaving WP Engine to go work for a digital agency. And I was with them for about eight or nine months. And it was right at the time that... I was starting to kind of figure what I wanted to do next, that my sister and I had had an opportunity to collaborate and put our heads together and just kind of launch and create a brand. And I'm saying all of this, like, keep in mind, I've not spent an ounce of investment money. I have not taken money from someone to kick the business off. Like there was no like, okay, like we're going to write a business plan and we're going to go pitch it to somebody. It was like, do you want to start selling CBD? (laughs) And my sister and I were like, well, how do you even begin to do that? Like, what does that even look like? And so we kind of put our heads together and decided that we could source some raw materials and make our own formulation essentially. And we made a couple different strengths of oils and we just started talking really first I would say like before we like really like launched the business we started talking about CBD more publicly and then we started seeing that people were curious about CBD and they were asking us so many questions and at the time of us kind of kicking the brand off my sister and I were thinking well maybe this can just be an online internet business but I have a full-time job my sister was a full-time trainer like there was just no way that we could go start this business it just didn't make sense to like go into it full time. So it was just a side thing that we were kind of playing around with. I'll also highlight at the time, hemp was not legal in Texas officially. Hemp was federally legal in October of 2018 and did not become state legal in Texas until June of 2019. So we launched our brand in August of 2018. And we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. I mean, People were talking about CBD a little bit at that point, but we really launched before there was the uptick of people rushing to CBD and rushing to this cannabis um, vertical. And so we had a lot of people who were like, oh my gosh, y'all were so smart to get into CBD. And I'm like, I wasn't being smart. I just was 
I love cannabis and I have had experience with this plant and I just wanted to talk about it. I didn't I didn't know people were ready to listen. You know, it's one thing to have an idea, but like, is the market ready to listen? And so little did I know that while we were getting ready to tell our story, the market was opening up for a whole bunch of people to be listening. So we had kicked off our kind of online store and our website and we were talking about CBD, telling our story. I built our website on WordPress, of course, and we've been using WooCommerce ever since as our e-commerce platform. But I didn't ever realize, I didn't know I was going to get into retail. So people always ask me, you know, like, was it retail first? Was it e-commerce first? Why either or? I got into retail because of an opportunity that we had where we saw people were were asking so many questions. They just had so much curiosity and so much concern around quality of products, trustworthiness of products, what was actually in it, if there was THC or wasn't THC. And so my sister and I were able to get educated really quickly because we were like in it. And saw an opportunity to create a physical space where people could come and ask their questions. And so it was really, you know, that moment where we were able to pivot and kind of listen to the market that was telling us exactly what they wanted to hear, which was, we're ready to talk about CBD, we're ready to talk about cannabis in Texas, but we want to come talk to you and we don't want to buy it on the internet because we don't really trust the internet. And so I think it was a really fortunate opportunity for us because I think so many brands don't have the opportunity to pivot that fast but we were able to pivot that fast because while this was happening I got laid off from my job so I was kind of looking for my next thing to do and because we had launched this website and we were talking about CBD I thought this is my chance to shoot my shot and I remember going and interviewing a couple places because while my parents are very supportive and have gotten me into CBD to some extent, they also are parents and they want their kid to have, you know, stability and to maybe not be in a disruptive industry that isn't quite legal yet. And I remember interviewing at this company and they gave me a great package and they were going to give me good benefits. and It was a good position, good opportunity. And I just remember that feeling in my stomach in the middle of the interview, like, I can't do marketing for somebody else anymore. I feel called to do marketing for myself and for CBD and for cannabis. And so I called my mom and I I had already declined the offer at that point. I declined it before the interview was over. I was like, I just, I knew I couldn't accept it. I didn't want to, you know, wait. And called my mom and told her that I would not be accepting a full-time position with the company and instead I would be pursuing Restart CBD full-time. And so it was at that moment that I decided that I was going to go all in on my business and to really give it a go and see what we could build. So that was two years ago. And it has been such a fun journey because, again, at that time, there wasn't really a market. We launched kind of under the radar. It wasn't federally legal yet. And so therefore, there weren't. I mean, if I'm being really honest, there's a there's not a lot of regulation right now when it comes to CBD, but especially two years ago, it was much, much more the wild, wild west, especially in a state like Texas where there's so much concern around cannabis and thinking it is this devil drug and 
it is going to hurt you or harm you or make you less of an upstanding citizen. And so all these things just kind of like started to swirl around like, I'm an upstanding citizen. I've had personal relief with CBD. I really love cannabis and marijuana. I have an idea for a CBD brand. I want to go publicly talk about cannabis. And that for me is really the heart of who I am as a person. It's just like getting to your authentic self and getting to your center and like not being afraid of it. And so I think, again, for anybody listening, just highlighting, you know, you might work for somebody else. You might work for a cannabis brand. In that case, that's a freaking awesome opportunity. You are helping change people's minds you talking about it you sharing these podcasts you telling your friends your family your peers about your cannabis experience you helping market to consumers what cannabis is and isn't is how this conversation gets changed and so I'm the type of person that really believes in the one-to-one approach I'm really trying to treat this podcast like if I was just talking to one person. So whoever that one person is out there who's listening, know that I really thought about you when I was putting all this together and really wanted to make a difference in your life and to show you that you have the power to help impact cannabis and cannabis for the consumer market that is unfolding before our eyes. And so this podcast is really the the manifestation of everything I've learned building Restart CBD, everything I've learned building WP Engine, everything I've learned building my personal brand. And I just like want to transparently and bluntly share that with you. You know, if you want to talk about public speaking, if you want to talk about affiliate marketing, if you want to talk about how to set your website up properly, if you want to talk about hosting platforms what's the right hosting platform for cannabis brands what is the best linkedin strategy what is your label and packaging need to say to be compliant with state or federal laws that is the point of this conversation i want to unpack those things i want to talk about what we're doing why we're doing it what we've learned and how we can ultimately grow and shape this industry together So I hope that you'll continue to tune in and you'll continue to listen. There's definitely lots of aspects of my story that I didn't touch on today because I wanted to keep this, you know, short and sweet. But I encourage you to go research both myself, my brand, cannabis in general. If you have any questions for me that I can specifically help answer for you, know that it is in my truest heart to be a resource for you to have access to because I really believe that a rising tide lifts all boats if I can help contribute value to the cannabis conversation through marketing like what else amazing things can we go continue to do cannabis is supposed to be a 70 billion dollar industry in the next 20 years how do we go from here to there how do we grow what does that look like What are those products? How are consumers going to interact with them? So for anybody out there who is curious about this conversation, you're in the right place. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in with me today. I'm excited to release my next episode. It's going to be a really good one, highlighting a really great female-owned Texas brand. And if you enjoyed what I said today, I hope that you'll share with somebody. Whether it's subscribing to my podcast and sending a link to someone or just having a conversation with your coworkers or your spouse or your friend. The more that we can show up for cannabis and rewrite its story, the more opportunities we're going to have to continue to blaze this trail forward. And I'm just really grateful that I get to do that with you guys. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the first episode of To Be Blunt. My name is Shada Tarabi, and until next time.